All right, roll for initiative. The only way to win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on the road again. Tabletop, lot motion, everything in between. The only way I win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on the road again. Tabletop, lot motion, everything in between. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast. The podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you make your game better. Because the only way to win a role-playing game is, is to, to have, have fun. fun. I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. And joining me, as always, is Carrie the legend. Howdy, folks. And Jason the favorite. Hey, I had too many quarantinis again last night. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, right. A friend of mine bought this uh, weird mixed drink over. It was uh, apple, what's it called? Jim Bean apple mixed with orange juice, and it tastes like pineapple. That... <laughs> it's so weird. They did it when they were super drunk one night, and then they bought it again to see if it was just like, when you're super drunk, everything tastes okay, or if it actually tastes okay. And what was what was the the result? Of uh, that? It does taste a little bit like pineapple, but it was really too sweet for me. <laughs> like I like sweet stuff, but it was it was uh, like like the sugar syrupy sweet that you get from uh, flavored whiskeys, and I'm not a big fan. Sure. So there, I like Fireball. You've had Fireball, yeah, and I don't like it. But yeah, I don't like it's it too because sweet? no, I don't like Fireball. Like and I don't. Did like you like cinnamon. it when we had those uh, 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 Red's Apple Ale with some Fireball in it that night, and yeah. I got thrown out of the party? I don't the, really you just remember. described, yeah, you just just, described uh, every convention we have ever attended with you. No, no. It was, remember, <laughs> we were hanging out with James in his room, and you and Ryan were like stretched out on the couch. No, the bed, talking, mm-hmm. and uh, Amber was feeding me those things. By the end of the night, I was basically drinking Fireball straight. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember that? I mean, I don't remember what I drank. Oh, I, I would have remembered that. It was pretty distinctive. I'm just confused by everything. I know. That's a. That's because that's you probably had alcohol, so you fell asleep. Yes, because he had some tequila. Remember, I gave you that bottle of eighteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember that, but Is tequila eighteen hundred. That's what we drink. So yeah, I know that. That's why I, I I brought the bottle. We have a Patreon for people who love these kinds of conversations. Right? Yeah, you can actually. Uh, uh, donate a little bit of money to help keep this podcast on the air, which is uh, incredibly important now more than ever because of the coronavirus. Right, this is our only source of income now. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not true. It is for me. Well, that's true. Jason was just furloughed. <laughs> yeah, I got furloughed for two weeks. Yeah, I have to start working from home tomorrow. You have to. I like how you say that. Yeah. Have to. Have to. Yeah. I'm showing your privilege having a job that you can work from home. All these Walmart workers, factory workers, people still having to come I, in. I don't. Both of you, stop it. <laughs> God. Oh, you can work from home, too. Art can be anywhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so there. I want to be on a different podcast. You are on two podcasts already. <laughs> no. That's actually true. You, are, you, you really are on You're a on different podcast. You're on twice podcasts. as many podcasts as us. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, we have a Patreon. 
a Patreon at patreon.com. very fancy sounding. Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash honor roll podcast, where you can uh, be a backer of our show. It helps to pay for our equipment and our hosting fees. And uh, sometimes it even buys us dinner before we record, which is wonderful. And, right. and if we if we get um, enough enough patrons, we're going to try to zoom, zoom some stuff, right? Zoom, yeah. zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom. But until then, uh, if you back at the wizard level or higher, you get to have a shout out on the podcast. And there's other things you get too. There's there's uh, postcards, prints, uh, books, Roasts. things like that. Uh, we'll roast your character, right? Um, and you know those are all fun things. And those are some of those are coming up because we're about to do our season, start our season three roasting and postcards mm-hmm. and stuff here very shortly. Roasting and posting. Yeah. Oh my. But until then, Carrie. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> no, I'm going to spend the rest of the night trying to figure out what roasting and posting is. <laughs> I, have some, I have some ideas. It, it kind of sounds dirty. Well, you're the one who said, oh my. Right? Look. All right. So, Carrie, why don't, you tell us, why don't you tell us some of the folks who are our wizard level backers or more? These are our wizard backers. Wizard. wizard. Um, we, have, we have our Cameron. Yay. I love Cameron. He's, he's my favorite. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then we have Joe Hines with Lost, Lost Colonies. Colonies. That's a LARP. It is a LARP. Ryan Galliato. Yay. Yay. And Ryan Martin. Oh my gosh, we have so many Ryans. We do have so many Ryans. We need to, we need to like uh, shake this up. We've we got to shake it up. Drew Stevens. Ooh, okay. That shakes it up. All right. That does yeah. shake it up. Josh Heath. <laughs> Who does a podcast with me? That's Yay! right. Yeah, if you've not listened to it, it's Werewolf the Podcast. What yes. book are you all on now? Didn't you just do one? We just did Player's Guide. Player's second, Guide. Second, second edition Werewolf Player's Guide. Yeah. yeah. I okay. still think he should have called it Werewolf the Podcast Ellipse. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, right. I used to listen to Paul F. Tompkins' podcast, Pod F. Tompkins, oh, which no. I thought was just the funniest thing sure, ever. Sure, but right? could you imagine trying to market that? Uh, type he did, that did, in? It did not mm, do very yeah, well. No. Yeah. Although I will say what Ryan, because I can't even pronounce what Ryan just said. I want yes. that on a t-shirt, though. Right? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Okay, uh, so what about Noah Coltrip? I'm glad you've asked. Just say no to drugs and yes to visiting the Drug Enforcement Administration Museum in Arlington, Virginia. That's where Noah is this week. What? Noah? (laughs) Located just across the street from the Pentagon, this truly fascinating look into the Drug Enforcement Agency features drug addiction and drug law enforcement in America. I wonder if they have Elvis's badge there. The exhibits include a replica pharmacy, a head shop, and a crack house. Replicas. Be sure to stop by the gift <laughs> shop. Are they replicas? The gift shop will offer your very own <laughs> DEA paraphernalia. Oh. What? That's all your Christmas shopping sorted right there. <laughs> you can visit all of this excitement and more at the Drug Enforcement Administration Museum in Arlington, Virginia, where Noah is right now. Salim Halabi. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And who else? Uh, Joel Eastland. Joel Eastland. Yeah. yeah. And then we have our, our dear to my heart, Sarah. Sarah. She's the patron saint of wizard levels. Oh. Uh, a lot of people don't know oh, that. Oh, okay. A lot of people don't that, know that. That will make her very happy, actually. Yeah. Okay. I'd also like to note we've currently removed all of our levels that involve me hugging you. 
Yeah, for, yeah. for the foreseeable social, future. Social right. distancing. Yeah. That's right. Because we love you. Yeah. I will uh, uh, Zoom you a high five, though. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's nice. For $1,000. Yeah, obviously. Let's yeah. not be silly. Well, if you'd like to have a shout out on <laughs> the pitch, on the podcast, Whoa. if you'd like to have a shout out on the podcast, we'd love to give you one. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast and... Uh, and there you go. That's how go. it happens. There we go. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting here at this table. We were holding a podcast. I mean, are we literally holding? Yeah, in our hands. In our, in hands. our hands. I got the whole yeah, that's podcast to go. Yeah. In my no, I, hands. Yeah, I, I set I us up for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sing a little song about it. Yeah. Okay. What? No, you've had enough songs sung about you. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was. So Ryan, what have you been up to this week? Wait, wait, there was songs sung about you? So I have a friend whose name is Michael. Nice. I have a friend whose name is Michael DeBacker, mm-hmm. and he is a musician. That sounds made up. And he has a wonderful voice. He's actually And he's really a very good, good uh, a, a very good songwriter. Right. And uh, during the, the social distancing, quarantining, he is doing seven o'clock every night. He plays five songs. Oh, okay. on Facebook Live, and it's awesome. And this past week, he uh, he did he wrote a little. It's a ditty. It's not really a song, but he sure. wrote a little ditty that was uh, just for me during the. It was actually song five and a half. Well, so what you've got to realize is the day before Ryan was harassing him, of course, during during, this, yeah. during his five songs. Yes, and so he was like, "Fine, Ryan, I'll write you a song. That'll teach him. Yeah, yeah. that'll teach him. And then I'll he did. feed this troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was awesome. And it's all about wanting me to teach him how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, <laughs> you should teach him. Yeah, so, we should have him on the air one day, and that's I, our live oh, episode. I told him he, that while he plays the guitar. Well, yeah, but we and, don't let him play a bard. He'd have to play that song okay yeah but it's pretty awesome i shared the video on our uh on our facebook group yes uh, on uh facebook.com slash group slash honor roll podcast right yeah and and every everyone should go listen it's super fun it's the last the last song i'd encourage you to listen to the whole thing because it's wonderful but uh if you don't have time just skip to like the last five minutes and and you'll be able to to hear that song just the idea of like Look, if you don't have time, it's very important you listen to the song about it's me. It's very important. <laughs> it, will change your, it will change your life. Uh, it's changing me already. I haven't even heard it. Mm-hmm. It's oh. true. It will change your life. What about you, Carrie? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, just being socially distant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Except for with my daughter, who's decided like she has to be on top of me. Of course. Yeah. No, we've been we've been doing a lot of art, and yeah, I've been doing a lot of mushing. Exciting, right? Yeah. Well, well, what's interesting? I mean, and it's not un. You know, it, it makes sense. Um, our numbers are starting to go up with on, mushrooms. On your mush? right. yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, it's not a huge amount, but it's like people like that we haven't seen for a year are going, right. oh, you guys are still here. It's Hi. it's funny because the mush numbers are going up, right? Mm-hmm. And the our podcast listener number is actually going down a little bit oh, no. because people aren't commuting. You know, that's when people... That's probably a big problem. Yeah. That's when yeah. people listen to podcasts. That's when, when I commuting. listen to a lot of stuff. So I would encourage you, if you are listening right now, go listen, listen two or three times to help our numbers get back. Yeah. Or, or just share it. We would love if you would share it. Yeah. yeah. If you're on any gaming groups, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook groups, things like that, please, please share the podcast. Well, just get out, drive for an hour. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's still socially distant. Right. And actually, actually, to be fair... Like there's times where I was like, you know, I could go for an hour drive and just, just chill drive. out. Yeah, yeah. it'd be nice and yeah. listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Ours twice. Ours. Anything else? 
just just art. All right, I've been cool. doing just the art. art the art for the gum belt, which is awesome. Um, you got that that coyote looks really good. No, I ditched it. It was bad. No, I love that coyote with the come hither eyes. You're like, no, yeah, it no, so no, it did. Well, the problem is, <laughs> it was like, how hey, are you doing? How no. are you doing? <laughs> no, the problem is that I, I got in my head that because Ryan told me that the howler was supposed to be older and don't Google old coyote because you just get dead coyotes and that's Ooh. upsetting. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted his ears to be kind of like hanging saggy. saggy to kind of show he was worn down and all that, but to get those ears in the frame i was gonna have to make his head very small <laughs> and that well no like this is like, it's a small canvas yeah. and yeah. it's a small canvas and but if next to the other portraits i've done it wouldn't look right because his he would be very small compared to the rest of them so i'm gonna have to redo the whole composition you have to rethink it a little yeah, yeah i have to rethink it tape onto the frame just ears, just ears, or yeah. put them put them in a top hat or something. I yeah. like it. That's what I always do. Sticks above when, the frame. When I'm drawing people, I and suck you, at hands, so, so I always top hat. put top hats on their hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that explains no. all those boxing gloves right? I've seen. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What about you, Jason? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I uh, like we said earlier, I got furloughed off from work for two weeks. Can I just say something about that real quick? What? When every time you say that, I was just furloughed from work. It always sounds like a, some sort of party. Ah, uh, well, there's like, been a little bit of that. It's we're we're having a furlough. Yeah, Woo! <laughs> the, uh, a couple of us from work. Not too many, obviously. You don't want to be too uh, too many people in one room right now. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll hang out and maybe have too much to drink, right? And uh, you know, a little bit of day drinking because I don't have anything better to do with my life right so now. So it's basically just like your lunch hour. Yeah, at mm, work. I wish back in the <laughs> old days that's how they were. Man, it was nothing for those guys to. Drink a half bottle of whiskey, do a couple of bumps, and go back to work. But nowadays, psh, OSHA and bullshit. You got <laughs> you know, to you gotta be safe. Nuclear reactors, you know. Like, maybe they built them like... and they were peeled to the gills. I it's the, the same thing at, at my work, except instead of OSHA, we, we talk about HIPAA. Like, all right. So anyway, uh, I guess that'll do us. For this week. Yeah. See you next week. All right. I'm so, so sorry. Until, until next time, uh, we'll see you in about... 10 seconds yeah. uh, <laughs> when we go to combat rounds. It should be more like five seconds. 10 seconds is way too long. And we're back because we didn't go anywhere. We didn't. Welcome to Combat Rounds, everybody. We have uh, a super exciting, amazing show. It's the best podcast show no, we've don't, don't do that. ever not <laughs> recorded yet. Don't don't build it up too much. Really? Expectations low, and okay. they're mildly surprised. <laughs> well, this all is right. better than I thought it would be. They said it'd be garbage, and it's only sewage. Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so uh, today we're talking about uh, voicing your NPCs. What do you mean by that? I can't tell you. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my fault. Yeah, yeah you, did. you You started, started it. it. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. So anyway, today we're going to be talking about voicing your NPCs. Uh, and uh, I, let me just say that if you never storytell, if you are not a dungeon master, you never DM, uh, this can also be something, uh, an episode that could apply to you in making uh, figuring out how your characters talk. Or your work life. Right. And uh, I also want... <laughs> Right. Uh, so, and some of this, uh, so all of this, everything we talk about today is going to apply to tabletop gaming. 
And it's all going to apply to LARPing. Mm-hmm. And some of it will apply to mushing. Actually, most of it. Right. There are a few things that will not apply to mushing uh, because, like, for example, volume is hard to to do other than to, to type he's loud or she's loud. But, but that's but important. But you can do that. So yeah. uh, anyway, so today we're going to talk about, talk about uh, voicing your NPCs. How do we feel about this? That they should be. They should I mean, have, unless, they're, unless they're mute. And, and then, then they, should, they should have a voice in there. There's a voice in that too. So the number one. I played a mute character for a long time. I Did you? Well. Yeah, it yeah. was beautiful. Oh. You never met that character. I, I wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met Carrie's mute character. Right. That's the one you <laughs> fell in love with? No, no. My character was blind. Ah, so you just had no idea. No. And, and we, no, we, we had a, another pack mate. Joel, Joel Eastland, <laughs> oh. who's yeah. one of our patrons. Was he deaf? Yeah. He was deaf. Yeah, we were the Acme pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This sounds like a. Uh, we were. It was line. a. It was a werewolf game, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it actually was a lot of fun because it was the games we played in were so heavy serious that we rolled in. And the storytellers would just go, all right, here we go. What are here they going to do? Right. What crazy are they going to do? And we were we were really careful to make sure that like we were, um, you know, because they're all they're all they're all disabilities. Sure. Right. They're mm-hmm. all they're all challenges. And we we did our best to uh, to role play them as respectfully as we could uh, not being that way. Um, and we would also uh, I, I didn't th- like I didn't learn a lot of sign language, but I did learn some. Oh, that's cool. And right. I, I had bought some of those travel books. Where like when you uh, like if you were going to a, a country that you didn't know the language of, you have the book and you open it up right. and there's a picture yeah. of a bathroom and there's a picture of like oh, food or this or that. Right. And that way I could actually communicate with other people without just mind link. And because whatever. it was a werewolf game and we were in a pack together, um, you know, they were my eyes. Uh, Joel and I were were Carrie's voice. When could she you step sideways? Because, you know, in some interpretations, yes. blind in, characters can't in, step sideways. That was second ed revised. Yeah, okay. And so you did not have to have a, a shiny object. It made it easier, but mm-hmm. it did not restrict you like it does in, in some editions. Right. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. If we had been playing a different edition. But anyway, um, we were young. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite part of that pack was when... We glued all the quarters to the um, to the altar for a for a totem. Nice. And everybody, well, we cl- we glued just a couple, but everyone else thought it was important, so they all started gluing change to this hmm. totem. And by the end of the night, we went up to the storytellers and we're like, "How much change is glued?" And they're like, "You probably got about thirty dollars worth of change here." So we then yoink, yeah, we then <laughs> stole all the change and bought a pizza with it. Nice. And, yeah. the, and, and then we were like, oh, my gosh, somebody stole all the money from our shrine. <laughs> it's got to get replaced or her spirit will be upset. <laughs> People were like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so let's talk about voices for for NPCs or even could be your PC. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to actually not start with how to decide on a voice. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, first, I want to address what is typically the major the major thing that that I hear when when people when people are storytelling or preparing to run an NPC, uh, the big challenge that they immediately vocalize is, "Yeah, but I don't. I'm not good at voices, right? right. 
I'm not a I'm I'm not a I, a stand-up comedian. I don't make jokes. I'm not a voice actor. I'm not a voice actor. But this is especially true in the time of of things like Critical Role, where all of these folks are professional actors and voice actors, and they're all doing amazing voices. You know, you even see it on like uh, the L.A. by Night, the Vampire live play and stuff. Uh, it can be very intimidating as an NPC, as as a storyteller running an NPC, or even as a player who needs to come up with a voice. Uh, but I have a secret. Yeah, and I'm going to share this. Oh, oh, is it that thing you were talking to us off the air? Yeah. What, what did you call it? I the the nine voices. Oh, okay, so explain that. So I personally believe every single person can actually do at least nine voices, and this is important because for all you folks who are like, yeah, but I don't do voices. I'm about to tell you the nine voices that you can do. Tell us. This is the Mel- Meryl Streep secret. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually. Two categories of three things. So that's multiply those together. And it's so it's nine totals. Not All six. Right. So it's two no. categories, right? So it should be six. No, okay. it's nine. Okay. Just checking. Promise. Okay. All right. So the first thing is volume. Okay. Doesn't matter who you are. You can be, be quiet. You can speak at a medium level and you can be loud. So there's three options, right? I thought there. you were going to demonstrate those. <laughs> No, that was what you and Carrie were supposed to do. Okay, go ahead, Carrie. What do you mean? Which one is that? What do you mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there was all three right there. <laughs> hey! All right, acting. Acting. <laughs> all right, so anyway, uh, so everyone can do a whisper, everyone can, can yell, and everyone can be, be normal, normal volume. volume. All right, now if you combine any one of those three with one of these three things, Tone. And by that I mean anyone anyone can talk in a low voice. What do you mean by that? Anyone can talk in a high voice and anyone can talk in a normal voice. Okay. So you can be high pitched, medium pitched, you know, like regular or low pitched. Right. And you can combine those with either whispering, talking normal, or or being loud. And there's nine voices right there. Quick, do two of them. No. And how often here's the other thing you have to ask yourself though is how often are you going to come across nine NPCs in one game? That need distinct voices. Right. You know, that's a really good uh, uh, trick, too, because you can just write next to, like, an NPC card or something. Loud. Like, loud, high-pitched. So, hey, everybody! And you know that that's what the voice is right off the bat. I want all your NPCs to sound like that. Well, I did do a set of NPCs and talk like this for a while. Oh. I like, I like the, the, the whisper, high-pitch. No. <laughs> so for everybody who thinks, for everyone who thinks that you can't do do voices, right? You can do at least those nine. The, right. That, you just those play around with them. Right. So. Uh, well, I, and what's important to note is that's not just for tabletop and LARP. LARP. Like when you're describing a mush character, you can describe, you know, the booming voices, you know, mm-hmm. or or whisper you know like all, all those different things you can just describe there are adjectives i can describe those things what? I love adjectives. right now if you want to get fancy oh, there get are fancy. there are some simple add-ons to the nine voices okay all right so the first one is gruff mm. right so a lot of people can be gruff Right. Right. Although my gruff has a southern accent. I don't know why. They, we it just always has. That. Yeah, it I always has. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so you can add gruff to some of those. Now, the reason these aren't the reason these aren't uh, at part of the nine voices is because uh, the three add ons do not really necessarily apply to all of them. Like it's hard to do gruff as a whisper. 
I can what you're talking about. You can do that growl. It's hard to do gruff as a as a high pitched whisper. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah no, that tough. doesn't that doesn't right. come off gruff. So, That's so more like gruff. whiny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm working. So on you've it. got gruff. The second one. Second one is smooth. Right, oh, smooth is smooth yeah. is uh, smooth as NPR <laughs> podcasting voice. <laughs> I was just thinking about earlier when we were like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you can add smooth, you can make it smooth, and then the last one is breathy. Yeah. So you can be breathy. <sighs> okay, everyone. I think it's time to move on to the next topic. Right, okay. but breathy. Yeah, no, no. But breathy <laughs> is hard to do loud. Yeah. You know, so, so those, <laughs> right, it's tough. So, so the three add-ons don't apply to them. So that's why it's just the nine voices. Right, but right. you can you can adjust your volume, adjust your tone or pitch, and then throw in one of the add-ons. You could be gruff, smooth, or breathy, and you've got you know a decent assortment of you know twelve, fifteen voices that you that anyone can do without a whole lot of effort. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. yay, the nine voices. Okay. Yay. Well then, we're let's, done. <laughs> that's the end. On a roll. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the 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 secret nine voices tip. And now that we got that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about how do you decide what your your character or your NPC is going to sound like. I think it's a really good opportunity to play against the obvious. I mean, uh, bad guys always have these deep booming voices, and that's useful. But you should consciously choose that and not just default to it. Because, you know, we've experimented with, like, uh, high-pitched, almost whiny voices with bad guys. It really gives you a sense that maybe there's something else going on here than somebody who just wants to dominate you for power purposes. There was an Maybe M- there's something else there. There was an NPC that you used to play in underground theater that, that was, like, super scary and ominous. And then whenever you talked with him, it was this little, like, whimpery voice. Oh, I, wish, I don't remember. Who was that? I mean, was it the Nosferatu? Might have been the Nosferatu. Yeah, because yeah. his voice has switched a lot on purpose, because I would play him differently at different event games on okay. purpose. But how do you want to talk to him like yeah, this? I did do that some, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. That was somebody else. Oh, okay. Well, there <laughs> uh, you go. Who was that? I can't remember was now. He the cl- was it the clown? Or? Yes, it was the clown. And okay. the clown also used gruff and as quiet as possible. Yeah, right. he, he yeah. was gruff and quiet. Yeah. But how do you get to that voice? What makes you decide? I drive to the game and I practice different voices until one of them I think fits. <laughs> I mean, I've got yeah, an hour yeah. to figure it out, and that's usually what I do. Right. I know that a lot of people, uh, if their character has an accent, they spend like the last hour before game just talk, trying to talk in the accent yes. to find it. Yeah. I'll also say that I've got like three voices that I'm that I know I can always do mm-hmm. the high, loud, like annoying hey everybody like i know i know i can always do that one uh and uh, the like the low i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about but i'm gonna come over there you know so you've right. always got those the wolverine yeah the wolverine yeah it's a good one you're the best there is at what you do <laughs> talking gruffly smoking well i think that we when we when we Coming think about someone else's wife right yeah. yeah i think when we think about what a what a character is going to sound like uh, i really think you have to consider uh, their physicalness, their their social aspects, and their mental aspects, because you're, you're how you sound when you talk are really indicative of who you are, right? Yeah. And so, at its most base level, what you're really deciding isn't how they sound; you're deciding who they are, because everything in your voice plays into your history and like you know, everybody. A problem I've run into, I, I won't say a problem, is that uh, my parents traveled a lot, not right. like. For work. So I would go up to upstate New York and I lived in Florida and I've lived in New Orleans for different times. And when I'm in Tennessee at school, when I was in elementary school, 
I did not sound like that, them. I sounded a little right. different because I'd been around a lot. But if I go to any of those places, of course, I sound like a hick because that's, that's what I sound like. Right. And uh, so you have to think, maybe this person's accent's not very strong because they've traveled or they've made an effort. Well, I mean, that actually, I, I completely understand because, I mean, Ryan and I grew up in towns that were pretty much right next to each other. Right. But I have a way stronger Chicago accent than yes. he does. But that's because my mom and my grandparents lived in Chicago. Right. You will actually cut a guy, too. And I will. Yes. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I cut a guy. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, about who someone is physically. Um, I think that, first of all, you, you have to think about their posture. Mm -hmm. um, and, and all of these things are indicative of, of who they are. Someone who is proud sits up straight. Someone who is uh, aggressive leans forward. You know, someone who is relaxed leans back. This is speaking more into their physicality. Yes. That plays a lot into how you wind up sounding. I mean, literally, it plays into like how much air you can get into. Because it lungs. compresses how your diaphragm. Yep. If it, you're, it's like the old thing if you're working, uh, you know, from a phone and you want people to make trust you, you smile, you force yourself to smile while you talk to them. Right. And they, they can hear it, they can hear that you're smiling. If you're not, they can tell. It's subconscious, but people pick up on these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, when you're actually physically in front of someone at a gaming table or in a LARP, those things are also, those things not only convey who you are and, and they also can convey react, can get reactions from people. Yes. You know, when you're gaming uh, at a table and your NPC leans forward to shout at somebody like that feels very aggressive and intimidating. Well, yeah. the, the whole uh, experimenting with social distance is very powerful. Right. If you get too close to somebody, it feels intimidating. It feels uncomfortable. You've broken their bubble. But also, if you won't get very close to them, it makes them feel isolated. And right. it's something you can mess around with. I mean, not right now. No, right now, make everybody feel isolated. Everyone should be isolated <laughs> yes. right now. Make them but, yeah. as uncomfortable as possible, but in the other direction. <laughs> and, and again, if you're in a mush, you can just type that your character's leaning forward as they talk. Like, yeah. those things still convey. Yes. It works, too. You Because you're usually picturing it in your head subconsciously, mm -hmm. and you react as if it's... Just like when you're reading a book, you react just like it's happening. Right, right. Also, if you're sitting versus standing yes. can make a difference. Uh, I tell Very you, powerful. Standing... If you're at a table with a group of people, standing completely changes the feel of the of the entire space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it. I always tell people if you're in a if you're sitting at a table and there's a conversation you do not want to be a part of, all you have to do is stand up. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't get a word in edgewise to excuse yourself, it doesn't matter. Just stand, right? Because as soon as you stand, everyone's going to stop and look at you, and then you can say, "Sorry, I need to use the restroom," right? Or or whatever your excuse yeah. is. To I walk gotta away. take a shit. No, right? But if you <laughs> yep. if you uh, if if you stand, it changes everything. And the same is true with if you're running an NPC or even if you're it's your character. If you stand, it, everyone. Uh, you are now in a, if no one else is standing, you are now in what is kind of like a superior position looking down on them. Mm -hmm. I mean, or the opposite. I've been in a lot of scenes where like my care, everyone was standing around and I went, I'm gonna and I sat down right. and people go, uh oh, um, it could, uh, depending upon the rest of your posture, you're either the most comfortable person yeah. in the room because you don't care I'm, about this I'm stuff. I'm the Fonz. Whatever, I'm going to sit down because I want right. to sit down. Or you could be sitting because you're timid. Timid and terrified mm -hmm. of everything, yeah. So that's important. And connected to that, too, is your hand gestures. Like how big they are? Yeah, hand gestures will very much uh, rule a room. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we we talked about uh, my buddy Crow who runs that Star Wars game where mm, where yeah. he, he runs it for like 10 people. Right. The way he manages that table so well is he has these huge theatrical hand gestures when he's talking and describing things. And so when he references, you know, when he says, Carrie, your character, she sees this thing. So what his- you can't see right now is Ryan is motioning at me like he's an airplane guy. Landing, I'm landing, landing your airplane. an airplane. <laughs> right. He's double hand pointing. It's yep. the most but- Powerful power move. But yeah, that hand, mm-hmm. that arm is fully outstretched towards you, gesturing at you like I'm throwing my words at you. Mm-hmm. And and it it grabs you, right? Yes. Uh, and the same Don't is, really grab people. Right. Right. And the Without same is true of, of small, small gestures, right? Is your posture is your posture open or closed? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I found that if you ever want to play intimidating, you be very quiet and you make almost no movement when you speak at all. And you be closed off. Just the, the act of standing up straight, crossing your arms, and not moving at all as you speak. It's unsettling. Yes. People, yeah. they feel like this person isn't messing around because they're not making these big dramatic gestures. They're preparing. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, and, and mannerisms. You know, does your character have any mannerisms? Uh, that like could sucking be, on a lollipop. Sucking like on Kodiak. a lollipop. Biting uh, your nails. Pulling, oh, yeah. pulling on an ear. Eating yeah. an apple. Uh, you know, do you, do you have a tick? Do you have a, 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 you know, a facial tick or do you tap? Are you, are you constantly tapping your fingers on the table? That's everybody in this podcast right. that records. Stop right. Uh, or like, like my Ratkin is constantly wringing his hands. Yes. Your Ratkin has the most mannerisms. Like yeah. It, like, like you are, you are nothing else. You are just a giant walking mannerism. There's no character. There's there's like, mannerisms. There's, it's just all mannerisms. It's insane. Uh, but, that's another secret. If you can pull off two or three mannerisms, people will believe you're really good. At oh yeah, <laughs> even if you've got nothing going you can on. Cry, like, if you can cry with an accent, you're oh, good. You're done. Yeah, right? you're good. Bonus uh, XP every game. Mm-hmm. Also, sniffing. Yeah, it's a good one. You know, uh, sniffing can tell people that your character is always just—it's uh, a nervous tick, right? Uh, sniffing. Or it could also mean that you're like territorial. Yeah. Or animalistic of some kind. Yeah. Also, clearing your throat. Yeah. <clears throat> every like if you clear your throat before you say anything every time, it makes you sound nervous. That's uh that's so we play this game at work called How Often Will Our Big Boss Clear His Throat While Speaking? <laughs> no. And he's got two catchphrases that he uses constantly. Uh think about that and think about this. Oh, and he no. says them just like that every time. No. He goes, Hey <clears throat> and you hear that's one. They go, think about this as you're going to work. And then later they'll be like, that's two. (laughs) Think about that as you're doing your job. And uh, so it's good times. Eye contact is also important. Mm -hmm. Or lack of. Right. So so when you're you're looking directly at someone, it conveys confidence. Mm -hmm. It could convey fearlessness. It could convey aggression. Mm -hmm. It can also be a connection. Like, hey. Right? You look straight into somebody's eyes. How like, you like a message you doing. What's what's creepy is Jason and Ryan are doing that right now. Well, right. I mean, of the two of you, I've got the best shot with Ryan. That's okay, fair. And what about fair. what about not making eye contact? Oh, 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 that's like my favorite thing to do when you're playing a timid character. 
You it stare, messes with people. It does because you don't make eye. You stare at their shoulder as you talk to them. Oh yeah, and that uh, that will unset. Like I've had people who like will duck their head to try to make eye contact. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, nope, and then you run away, and then they're like, wait, <laughs> come back. You know, it, it it's great for like conveying something without having to say it. Right. Sometimes it conveys, uh, it can convey uh, a timidness, mm-hmm. a nervousness, but it can also be, you can also do that to convey like something unsettling. Right. Right. Like if you've got someone who's, who seems very confident, but they never look you in the eye, like you feel like you can't trust them. Right. Or they're disinterested. I've also used it as in during when I was playing a powerful NPC to like never focus my eyes on anybody who comes up to talk to me to convey that I really don't care what you have to say. <laughs> like you're yeah. not that important to me. I'm very busy peeling this apple here. Right. Uh and and also, you know, Jason had had mentioned this a few minutes ago, but you know, props. Prop yeah, Absolutely. Props can can help. I know it sounds silly we're talking about props when we're talking about voices. Um but people if if you do if you play the character right, your voice will become a little less important to making a memorable character. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, uh, a hat, right? I have a, I, we're about to get a thunderstorm. So if you hear grumbling in the background, it's, it's not, not my stomach. It's not Trixie. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had a, an NPC that we used to play in our werewolf LARP. Uh, his name was Class One. And he had this great big giant floppy like river rafting hat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it was frayed and fringy on the side and stuff. It's just a giant floppy hat. And the character was what, what we kind of call here in, in this area where we're at, uh, they, we call it, we call the folks who are like him river rats. And they're usually just like, uh, grungy kind of need a bath rafter type raft river rafting people. They, they kayak all the time and stuff. Uh, but the interesting thing about it is that when people would make fun of him, like at the restaurant afterwards, they would be doing their own impression of class one, but which first of all is great. Yes. As someone running a game, I love to hear people do impressions of my impressions. (laughs) (laughs) It's flattering. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It means they love it. Mm -hmm. But uh, when, when they would do impressions of class one, they would always role play him, do the impression as if he were a, a Valley girl or like a surfer (laughs) surfer. You know, a surfer. And it was just really funny because he, I never played him that way. No, but they cued in on certain props and then made a voice in their head. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they thought of him as this like nature loving hippie. Right. And we both play characters that use notebooks. Right. And ultimately I never wrote anything important in mine, even though you do, you do write important (laughs) notes in yours. I would just scribble stuff and it it gave you something physically to do. I love the idea of one day someone's going to kill my character and get that notebook. Oh, like that's why I write in it because I think (laughs) it's this, you're looking forward to the future. It's an investment in the prop. To be honest, like the, the notebook that Jason scribbles in would have been just as amazing to get in character. If his character died, it'd be like, that little shit was right nothing <laughs> that whole time. I, okay, so it was at the same time I was uh, OST, and a lot of times if I was at game and I was bored, I would write notes for future plot lines. <laughs> so everyone would think that you were like some like prophesizing. <laughs> like, this is, this is, it is how did he stuff. know? Do not read. <laughs> how did he know? Right. But, you know, you can put on a scarf or, or like Jason said, if you've got papers or even like... You papers? Can, papers. You can, if you're wearing a polo shirt, 
uncuff your collar. Oh, absolutely. Pop the, pop the collar. I used to have a character that wore an infinity scarf, scarf <laughs> and everybody knew he was a douchebag immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got an infinity scarf on and a, and a light amount of eyeliner. I need to avoid him. Mm. Roll your sleeves up. Oh, yeah. Because that means you're getting serious. I, time to get down to business. Yeah. Mm. And these are all little physical things that you can do to help project your voice. And also, here's the main reason we talk about these things is because uh, if you're a LARPer, You'll know what I'm talking about. So a lot of LARPers who are really into, you know, having a character who, who, where they're really acting a complete character. Yes. They will tell you that the number one thing that they can do is put on their boots. I get that. Right. Because shoes make a difference. They have a pair of shoes. They only wear for that character and they feel a certain way on the feet. And as soon as that happens, it affects their entire posture and body and makes them behave that way i i play a nosferatu in the vampire larp yes and i went to the thrift store and bought a pair of giant men's shoes that do not fit me they are huge like i have to like tighten them super tight to keep them on my feet but when i walk with them my feet they flop on my feet so it's almost like clown shoes and it completely changes my gait okay when i I when i move and when you are that Suddenly that uh, in character physically, it makes the voice present the way you imagine you're feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and I will say that it's even true in real life. If I go to work and I put my work boots on versus my sneakers, I feel like a different person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're mentally setting yourself to a certain standard or something. Yeah. 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 So what else we... Well, that's kind of the physical things. So let's talk a little bit about social things uh, that you can do to help you find your, your character's voice. Uh, I think the, the first thing is, is just having a memorable thing, right, that the characters interacting with it see. Um, and so that could be like Jason was talking about writing, always writing something down. Uh, it could be maybe the NPC has a cat. And so you could be standing there the whole time stroking an invisible cat mm-hmm. in your hands. Or... Get a real cat and hold it or a stuffed animal mm. or whatever. Yeah. You could limp uh, or, or we talked about facial tics. You mm-hmm. could do a facial tic. All of those things are, are, are things that when players remember characters, they always remember those weird memorable things. You sure. know, it was the barkeeper in that town that had that stupid cat. Yeah. 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 Right. Cause they, they always remember players remember those weird things, but those, those weird things also help you determine how someone sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, people who like cats sound a certain way. Especially when they're petting their cat. Right. So. <laughs> the other thing uh, that can, can play into the social aspects are, are if they have a catchphrase. You know, I love catchphrases. Think, think about this. Think about this. Oh, man. I'll never forget that dude. <laughs> For the rest of my life, I'll be thinking about him going, think about this, everybody. And the, the other piece to that is swear words. Yeah. Right. Do How they swear? Do you use them at all? Do you use specific ones? I know some people who memorize like historical swear words to use in their historical games. Mm-hmm. Or they make up swear words or like in the mush. Words. Yeah. Instead of saying shit, we say dace. Yeah. Right. Uh, does he, does the person have a stutter? I will tell you though, when you're doing something like a stutter to be careful that you're being yeah. respectful. Right. Uh, because there are people who really do have stutters that you want to make sure that you don't offend anyone. Uh, but you know, and they you might... don't want to play it campy either. Right. You want to play it as real as possible, but they might also not use contractions. Yep. You know, there are a like lot of data. people. 
yeah, exactly. Data on Star Trek yes. The Next Generation. To this day, there are people who know that he sounds like a robot, but don't know exactly what it is that made him sound that way. Mm-hmm. And it's it was contraction. Yeah, he never used a contraction. Um, so he would say, instead of saying can't, he would say cannot. Mm-hmm. And it's a little thing, but it, it rigid, rigidifies the speech. Well, pattern. and it also, if you're playing a character that is speaking a language that is not their first language, not using contractions helps as well. All oh, right, because it's they're almost colloquial. They're you not familiar to, enough yeah. with the language right. to take the shortcuts. Right. Or they put them in the wrong spots. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the other piece to, to kind of the, how you socialize is the speed at which you talk. Uh, if, if you have ever been to uh, the Deep South, one of the things that y'all would know is that in the Deep South, they don't talk very fast. Please never do that They'll again. They'll get that there when they get there. <laughs> but if you've ever been to Chicago, you would know that they talk very, very fast. Yes. That was one of the hardest things when I moved down here. Everybody talks so slow. They talk so slow. I was like, I just want a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you noticed that that's like the... When I've been traveling over the last few years to different conventions and stuff, I'm noticing that people don't have as significant a difference in things like their talking speed as they used to. Look, oh. when I was a kid, if we went up, like when we stayed up north, man, you could tell the people that were like the real Yankees. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But because they talk fast, they have that, 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 that New York accent that uh, uh, makes them almost incomprehensible at times when they're talking really fast and stuff. But now I go up north to like a convention or something and 90% of the people sound not as different as they used to. Now, do you think that's, do you believe that's a, you're just getting better at understanding people? Like, is it your age or is it just, do you think it's changing overall? I think it's changing mm-hmm. because I, I mean, just look at YouTube. All, we shouldn't be able to understand half those people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about it. 20, well, I say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you'd watch a, a show and they'd have people with, somewhat authentic accents from a region and you'd be like i'm gonna rerun this and listen to that again <laughs> i i do that with monty python yep right because <laughs> that's a real I think, accent <laughs> i think you're both nuts i don't have a problem understanding people oh. i get frustrated but i don't have a problem understanding that's because you started with the really fast one so oh my gosh <laughs> so folks who are listening are probably noticing that uh we started out talking about the actual voice and now we're talking about all these other things, but these other things are also voice. Well, they you modify know, even just the sound parts. Right. And I think that when we think about, like, how do you find the voice of a character? You're not just talking about how you, you know, listen to them. Mm-hmm. You're kind of talking about, like, who they are and how that's conveyed. The last thing with this is uh, who they are mentally. And so I think that we start with the obvious thing, because we're talking about mental, is intelligence level. Sure. Uh, people, uh, you, people who are incredibly intelligent have different word choices. Yeah. You know, different vocabulary mm-hmm. levels. Oh, yeah, broader. They also speak, uh, you may have someone who speaks in a more complex or more simple sentence structure and length. Uh, you know, we... When, uh, if you have someone who is maybe not as, not as smart as other people, they might speak in very simple, short sentences. Uh, also, there's the, the whole, this is kind of an extreme, but you know, the, the third person, referring to yourself in the third person, <sighs> right? So that can convey either total and complete arrogance, or it can imply like very, very 
uh, a, an extreme level of sort of mental simplicity. Okay, I'm going to say it. Don't do it. That's tropey. Is what? it too tropey? To it's say, too tropey. Grog stabs. Yeah. Grog uh, will be back later. Uh, me, Grimlock say. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just saying. All of our listeners are smarter than that. That's your peeve? You what could, what yeah. if I'm playing somebody really snotty and be like, well... Jeeves feels that we shouldn't go no, into this place. No, then have someone else say it. If you're if you're that snotty, you have a butler, and your butler could say, "Master Jeeves believes this is a bad idea," right, or whatever. Like you what know, if I pretend to be my own butler. Oh mm. goodness, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, you can also also judge someone's uh, intelligence by how they speak based on their filler words. Hmm. You know, it's one of the things. Uh, yeah. Um, like how much filler words they use, which right. ones? Yeah, because because voice is also is also word choice. It's and like patterns. the old the '90s the '90s uh, Valley Girl always said like between every sentence. Sure, sentence totally word. like you know, everything was totally like you know. Yeah, and finally, uh, how quickly they think their speed of thought can make a difference uh, in in how people hear the character, how they sound. Right. You know, it sounds silly to say that you can play somebody smarter than you, but you'll be surprised once you get used to doing the voice that you'll feel like you're spe- you're speaking and thinking quicker. Even if it's not profound, it's a character. You're portraying them. You have time to think about it beforehand and then say it quickly or, or act in, in a manner that makes it feel like you're thinking very fast. Right. Right. We just got a notification that we have a tornado watch. Oh, yes. Wonderful. They just had one in uh, Marion County like so two if, minutes ago. If so this it's headed po- this way. If, if you think that this episode blows, that's Ooh. why. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was your one. That was my one. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, um, uh, what this kind of boils down to, I guess, is is think about who your character is when you're trying to decide how they sound. Uh, you know, how are they physically? Uh, a strong character might have a deeper voice. Uh, you know, think about how they are socially, you know, uh, a character that is used to hanging around and socializing with people from down at the docks probably curses a lot. Okay. Uh, and think about how, how intelligent they are. What is, what is their schooling like? And, and that will affect, you know, a, a professor is going to speak different than, uh, you know, than, than that dock worker. Right. But in the same instance, if you want your professor to have a huge impact, having them drop an F-bomb to get everyone's attention sure, right, should be shocking. And, and speaking of swears, let's talk about swears for just a second. Okay. Wizard swears! The, Those bastards. The less you use swear words, the more it matters when you do use them. Mm-hmm. So you can use it like as impact. Right. Or if you're using it constantly, everybody's going to ignore the fact that you're swearing constantly. In, in a way. Yeah. Go watch. I, no, go on. I was just going to say, go watch uh, The Usual Suspects or a Quentin Tarantino film. You'll stop hearing the F word Very after quickly. a while. Right. And it's not because they're not saying it anymore. Yeah, right. Your brain just kind of doesn't register it. One of my very first LARP characters swore a ton. Sure. I mean, she was F, 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 F all the time. And the, I remember one scene, something happened, and it was bad. Like, it was desperate. And... I had her turn around and I looked at someone and I just went, please. And they all went, oh, because now it's contrast. Yeah, because it was such a huge contrast. So like Mm -hmm. if you do have a character that swears all the time in that desperate moment, 
have them not. Right. And that'll shake people. It, it's the vice versa. I mean, it works yeah. vice versa too. You know, mm-hmm. the mild mannered person who drops the F bomb suddenly. Yep. Oh, Ugh, there's, yeah. this is bad. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I think all of this stuff really kind of drives home how important it is to get, get yourself a little bit outside of that box where you think that, that a character's voice is limited to uh, the nine voices we talked about at the beginning, where it's just volume and tone, mm-hmm. uh, because that's not necessarily where, where voice is solely found. But it's a great starting point. It's a good starting point. Yeah. Yes. It's especially good starting point if it's a character that's just a throwaway, you know, merchant. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we remember that character because he yelled. Yeah. He, he yelled. He was angry, bitter and yelled. Mm-hmm. And so now and we it was always ridiculous. Yeah. remember from Avatar, the, the, the cabbage cabbage guy. vendor. Uh, but if all else fails and you aren't sure who the character is. Or where they come from, or how you know how they are physically, socially, or mentally. Uh, you can always just think about uh, a character from a TV show, or a movie, or even a book uh, that you're familiar with, and just do an impression, and it's fine. You know, I, I had some writing advice that I read one time that said that if you take a character from a movie or a play that you really love, and then you just write the story as if they're you know, that character, by the time you've interpreted it and brought it back out into the story, it will not be recognizable as that person <laughs> anymore anyway, because really what you're writing is your impression of them, not an impression of them. Right. So if you are doing somebody, it's not going to be as obvious as you think, <laughs> unless right. they've got some telltale that yeah, I you're mean, nailing every time. People are going to recognize a Jack Nicholson impression. Sure. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, have either of you ever used anyone as inspiration for a character, for a character's voice? Besides oh. Batman? Besides Batman. <laughs> Batman. I mean, obviously, everybody's using Batman. Batman. Um, that's not, you know what? To be honest, I kind of start with the nine. I just never called them that before. Right. I start with a, a tone and a volume and I work backwards until, okay, so if I sound like this, what does that mean? Right. And uh, just stuff like that. So, no, but I, I, but I would. It just hasn't occurred to me before. Right. I, okay. I had a. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to ask her if she had. You know, I'm sure I have, but unfortunately, the only characters that are coming to mind are more where I went, no, I just need her to sound old. And maybe, you know what? That's not true. M- one of my current uh, LARP characters right now, I always kind of imagine her sounding like Betty White. Oh, yeah. Well, she's kind of like see that. She's kind of like, if, you're talking about Auntie Susie, yeah, right? Auntie yeah, Susie, yeah. She's sort of like Betty White if Betty White had starred in the movie Fargo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, but that's okay. Yeah. Make, we need to remake Fargo. <laughs> With Betty White. This is desperately important. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I didn't know that was something I needed. <laughs> I had a, a vampire character who, who I made, I tried to make him sound like, uh, um, Oh, what is the there's there's a character on uh on the Flash that was the the Freezy guy. Yes. I know you're talking about I can't about. remember his yes. his name. He was played by the guy that was Sexy from that guy, prison right? break show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he had this very distinct cadence to his talk, and right. I was terrible at it. But he's really good at it. Isn't he's he? super good at it. But mm-hmm. the point, though, was that my character, it was like what you were saying. My character sounded like how I thought that character yeah. sounded. So it was still distinct. And it worked. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a good impression because it was, it's a tough, 
I think he only makes that cadence work because he's got the words written for him already and he's able to practice to make it he's that way. Think mm-hmm. about each word as he says right, it. Right, right. Yeah. It's not improv. Uh, and then I think... Uh, it's called improve if you need to get better. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had a vampire character many, many years ago when Carrie and I first met uh, and he sounded uh, like basically... Uh, he was an impression of every Southern Alabama governor from the seventies. Yeah, he was right. It was that like that very su- that Southern gentleman who would kind of kind of talk with a little bit of a, a accent and a little a little bit of hesitance and in between words where where they shouldn't be, you know. <laughs> Except he was not, but he wasn't an he wasn't an a hole. No, he uh, wasn't. Like he was incredibly he was actually incredibly loving and and caring for, for a vampire. He was like Kinda big naive. daddy, but in a good way. Right, <laughs> right. But but there was no doubt that that the it was a caricature of like seventies Alabama governor plantation owner people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, but but yeah, TV and TV and movie people are are mm-hmm. easy go tos, and the other easy go to is is and, and people have probably already noticed we didn't talk about this yet, but let's talk about accents. So you know, I I had always tried to do accents back in the day when I first got started, right? You know, and uh, I was not great at them. Like, I mean, everybody could do like a really terrible Irish accent, but it's to the point where it's almost <laughs> offensive that it's so bad. Oh, I, right? that's my bane. I cannot do Irish at all. Yeah, and I hate it when other people do it now oh, because God. it's so bad and it's so obvious well, and, and it's very tropey. I was the, I was the Fianna TM. Yes. Tribal moderator. And you can do so it. So I couldn't do it. And everyone's like, we want to talk to our elders. I'm like, they're all American. That's right. right. Sorry, everybody. Well, here's a few things about accents. The first thing is uh, the rules are different between an NPC and a PC. Okay. I would suggest, and this I, I say rules lightly. But Guidelines. My suggestion personally is if you cannot do the accent well, do not choose to use it for your PC. Fair. Yes, absolutely. Because the exposure to it, the amount of time you're doing it, the amount that everyone else has to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, like Carrie said, like it, it can sometimes become offensive because you're no longer trying to do an impression of the accent. It can start to come across as a caricature. Which can be yeah. very bad at times. And that can be offensive to people. And also just, uh, it can start to grate on people. Oh my gosh, I hate when she tries to do that stupid Irish accent. Oh, Fiona. Right? <laughs> you know, or or even it, you do it so badly that people can't understand you. Oh, I think that should be a bullet point in this is, no matter which voice of these you pick. People have to be able to understand right, what you're saying. Because you think it sounds really great to be like, hey, Unless the point is, the NPC is mumbling uh, and no one can understand it. Uh, well, right. I will say this. Every time I've ever tried that, people have hated it and complained. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they do. <laughs> um, but I'd also like to say that it, I know what that noise, um, that in, in when you're typing out an accent, Ooh. it's better to go, Bobby says with an Irish accent, yeah, hey, absolutely. let's go to the bar or whatever it is they're doing. Then try to type it out with all the apostrophes and missing and all that. Unless you're really good at that and you're not overdoing it, it's hard are, to read. It's hard to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you can do if you're it takes in a, you out. if mm-hmm. you're in a mush, what you can do is find out like what some key words are. Like for example, if your character has an English accent, when they get mad, have them use the word bloody. Yeah, because that's a right? normal thing that they can say, say there. Right, right. The, your character you have you type in that my character says bloody hell and stomps yeah. off. Okay, right? Ron Weasley. 
But the rest of the time, just say he has a thick English accent and, and maybe just key in on those couple of words if you can't do it all of the time. Uh, you know, the same is true uh, in, you know, in, in just about any other type of game. But I would really say, though, if you are in a LARP and you can't do the accent, uh, people really value the idea of immersion in LARPs more than either either of those other two sure. formats and and breaking the immersion of others because your accent is garbage uh is is kind of it's a little unfair to them it's a worse sin than not doing it at all right people will accept that you can't do a good german accent if you give it just the tiniest hint or i've even so seen that they know i know but, that uh, I know that this is is not the greatest of immersion, but I've even seen stickers where they've stuck a sticker on their on their chest and it says uh, thick Irish accent. And that's better, though. It's better than doing a bad one. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, So if it so just as a general guideline, I would say that if it's a PC and you can't do the accent, then maybe don't do the accent. Mm -hmm. Uh, What if it's an NPC? If it's an NPC, I would tell you, who cares? Just try. Uh, because you are two you, minutes, three minutes. Stops. If it's an NPC, yeah. it's got a, a small amount of screen time. Uh, you are running the game. And so everyone is there because they love and trust you to run a game for them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be more forgiving. Uh, and, and the exposure to it is less. So it's, you know, because that and short if it time. doesn't work, your players will tell you. Yeah. And, and then just go, all right, well, statement. just next time, pretend that he's got a thick Irish accent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about about accents, I would tell you, is especially if you are running it, is try. Don't be afraid to try because if again, if you're the storyteller, they've you know trusted you to run their game. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to butcher it that one time, and don't be afraid to just next time say and remember he's got an Irish accent. Right. Like I I I didn't. That wasn't fun for me. I'm not going to do it again. Also, everybody groans. So right, <laughs> and that's okay because we trust you to run this game. I, I will say though that all the other things we've talked about are far more important than putting on an accent. Right. Exactly. Voice is more important than accent. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I would say it, it's kind of like the hat we talked about with with class one that NPC the river rat earlier. Right. Like if you if every time you are running the the Canadian with the thick Canadian accent. Uh, you put on a toque, right? Then you don't have to talk with a Canadian accent and and you know almost become a stereotype where you say a at the end of every sentence, right? Right. You know, wearing the toque makes them think Canadian accent, even if they don't hear it. That's the hat with the ear flaps. Yes. I don't know what a toque. Yeah, is. it's yeah. Okay, just curious. Basically, so there you go. Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, there you go. Hit the there nine. Hit go. the nine voices. Think about where they come from and and go for it. That's the end. Yay. All right. Well, cool. Well, then let's, uh, you know, let's call it a wrap. Okay, Brick. Welcome to Game Wrap. So this is the end of the show. I'm so sad. So sad. Oh, my. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Anyway, what would you guys think? How was the show? You guys, did you feel good about it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I would like to point out that uh, we got this show idea from Dakota. Oh, that's true. 
I think it's important to note that Dakota, our 10-year-old daughter, is amazingly awesome. Yeah, she's pretty okay. She is making a weird face. No, nope, that's just her face. That's just her yeah, face. Yeah, that's just okay. how she looks. Yeah. <laughs> is she not doing her homework? No, she should she's be doing definitely her doing her homework. All right, well, that's or, good. Or she's writing on the table. Well, if she's doing time. her homework, then Dakota gets one XP for doing her homework. Oh, yay. Yeah. Oh, she just yelled <laughs> yay. <laughs> Yelling yay is not doing your homework. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and Spotify and all of those places. We'd love for you to go there and subscribe to us. And mm-hmm. also, maybe you could even uh, leave us a five-star or four-star review, whatever their, their highest number is. We'd love it if you would share when we announce the new episodes released. Yes, right? please. Please, please write share review in an accident. Yeah, share it on your Facebook pages. Let other gamers that you know uh, know about us. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. Become a patron of the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at podcast, And we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash podcast, And we talk about a lot of cool things there and sure. have a lot of fun. Yeah. We do. Please so join there. our community. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we promise we won't be closer than six feet. <laughs> mm. Stop that. Uh, you know, that's my favorite voice. Uh, gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like this one better? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Oh, I'm going to use it from now on. Can you mute him? <laughs> can actually. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> All right, Carrie, uh, congratulations. You get two experience points today. Woo! I know, right? Throwing an extra one at you because you were the only one who didn't bother to do a voice on this show. Thanks. I'm proud of you. It Thanks. makes me appreciate you more. Uh, so let's, oh, thank you so much. Let's take a second and roll. That's not bad. That's not let's bad. roll on the magic <laughs> item chart here. Right. Oh, look at that. That's exciting. Cool. You get a, a Tootsie Roll. Ah, uh, Jason? Good times. Yeah. Chocolate, to be fair. Right? Is it really? Shut your mouth. Jason, you only get one XP because you did a bunch of voices. I don't know what you're talking about. You did. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start yelling then. That's oh always gosh. gets more XP. All right, let's uh-huh. see. I'm going to roll on the magic item chart for you. Oh, look at that. Jason, you get a Twix bar, but huh. when you open it, it is filled with only right Twixes. Oh, those are my favorite, though. Weirdo? Yeah. Got to have the rights. Yeah. Who likes the right ones? I don't know. Only the left ones are good. The right That's ones are, are not good. Mm. Also, this is the weirdest advertising campaign I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're holding it upside down? You don't know for sure. Is um, it, which, which way is up? I don't know. Look, they're not up and down Twix. They're left and right Twix. <sighs> you're trying to make this into something it isn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for making it silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty then. <laughs> What was that face for? I don't know. You're you're making popping and you're making weird noise. You're both making weird noises. Weird. All mm-hmm. right. Well, anyway, uh, join us next week when our topic is somebody close those curtains. Until next time, I'm Ryan, the curmudgeon. Oh. All right. Carrie's the legend. Jason's the favorite. Until next time, remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. fun. Have fun. The end.